What's going on, everybody? This is the Searching for Something podcast where we look at everything and anything from every angle to see if there's something worth talking about. And today, I want to talk about friendship. And I want to talk about how easy it is for us to get stuck in our head. The hamster wheel of thoughts keeps on moving. The carrot of whatever it is that we're trying to seek after is dangling right in front of our face. And the moment we isolate, the moment we exclude ourselves from the external world and we just start going into hibernation mode and we stop going out with friends, we stop trying to meet new people, is when life is going to get harder because our brain loves to over-exaggerate. It just from an evolutionary standpoint, we place a much higher degree of importance when it comes to negative stimuli than it than positive stimuli. That was the only way that we were able to survive. If I hear a sound in the middle of the night, then I need to pay attention to that or I'll die. And so we can get caught up in our head and overthinking can quite literally drown you. And our wheels keep turning then life's not that fun anymore. And so do not isolate. If you find yourself currently right now looking in the mirror of life and just saying, I'm not happy. I don't know what's going on. I need a change, but I don't know what I need to do. There's just, you feel like you're drowning almost. And and you're just starting to slowly sink underwater and that water starting to get into your lungs and now you're coughing underwater. This is what it quite literally can feel like when we don't know what to do. And so the last thing that you should do is close your door and be by yourself and just lay down all day and scroll your phone mindlessly. That is absolutely the last thing that you should do. Do not isolate. Socialize. We are social creatures. We're supposed to be out and about. We're supposed to be interacting with a community and just having a good time, laughing, chopping it up, having cool conversations. Um, I want to read a quote because a lot of times people say, hey, don't make like new friends are great, but old friends are better. And so there's a part of that that I do agree, but I want to read a quote by Joseph Perry. And it's really beautiful. And it goes, make new friends, but keep the old. Those are silver. These are gold. New made friendships like new wine. Age will mellow and refine. Friendships that have stood the test. Time and change are surely best. Brow may wrinkle. Hair grow gray. Friendship never knows decay. To me, that is just so beautiful because family can be so incredibly difficult. Relationships are a pain in the ass. You got to work every single day to keep it alive, to keep the love there, to keep the spice. But friendships really should be one of the simplest things on earth because we get to choose them. We get to really decide who we let into our inner circle and so let it be a circle let people fill in the seats don't let it just be a point and you're the one singular point
there's a lot of people in the world that don't have friends. And I think that is one of the most tragic things that really could happen. You could have zero money. And, and But if you have some friends to be able to have a conversation with and shoot the shit and laugh and talk about anything, like you feel rich in that moment. You have true wealth. True wealth is relationships because, yeah, don't get me wrong. If you want to provide all this value to the world and by providing value to the world, you're able to accumulate material wealth, then that's awesome. Good for you. If that's what's on your roadmap, I hope you're able to accomplish that. But if you are able to have friends from all over the world, you don't need a home because their home becomes your home. You have a home anywhere. And if you make friends with the people who own the restaurant, who own the stores, they're going to say to you, hey, your money's no good here. Your money's no good here. So, yeah, you may have all these millions of dollars accumulated, but it's like none of that really matters if you have true relationships built. That's the wealth that we need to be striving for is connecting with people. And there's I remember there was an interview with Bob Marley and the interviewer kept asking him like, hey, are you rich? Like and he's like, what is rich? I don't know what this is. He's like, do you have a lot of money in the bank, sir? And he's like, no, no, like my richness is life. And I really like that because that's what it is. He had a big family. He had lots of friends. You don't need to be a millionaire if you have the right people around you because they'll make you feel like a millionaire. And you won't have to pay for anything because they, your money's no good here. And so I wanted to go through the some Pew research of what they say what's going on with friendship. And this is particularly within America, the United States. Um, 61% of U.S. adults say having close friends is extremely or very important for people to live a fulfilling life. And like I said, this is according to Pew Research Center survey. And they see, they, they show that this is far higher than what they say for being married, uh, having children, or having a lot of money. All those things are great in itself to live that fulfilling life, but the best experiences that I've ever had personally on this earth have always been shared experiences. It's always been when I'm able to look to the left and right of me and I see my friends smiling and enjoying the same thing I'm looking at. And... I like to go hiking. I like to explore the backcountry, and I do a lot of solo hikes as well. And those are always great to be able to clear the mind and to think through what's going on in life. But ultimately, each amazing solo hike that I've been on, I can't help but think this would have been amazing to share with blank, whoever that person comes to mind. I just want to be able to share those experiences. And so... I am reinforcing here on this podcast the importance of having friends and close friends, people that we're able to talk to. Um, and let's go through this, this research a little bit more because I think the numbers here are pretty startling. So a narrow majority of adults, 53%, say they have between one and four close friends, while a significant share, and that's 38%, say they have five or more. 
Some, 8%, say they have no close friends. That's a lot of people on this in this country. I don't know what the current numbers are. You know, 300 plus million people in the United States. And 8% of those people are saying they have no close friends. These are people that are longing for connection. They just don't know how. They don't know what to do. And so I think when we start exaggerating the problems in our life, and let's say we belong to that percentage where we have no close friends or maybe we only have a couple, and maybe those couple of close friends that we do have are living across the world in a different state. They're not easily accessible. And so, yeah, you can stay connected online. It seems like today the modern glue of what keeps friendships alive is sending memes, whether that be on Instagram or, you know, Snapchat, group chat, and you guys are just sending pictures of each other. This seems to be what is keeping friendships alive. And and also it seems that this is a new way to make friends. Let's say you go out to a bar, right? I don't, I don't think that's the most optimal location to meet new people, but it is a place to meet people when you're in a metropolitan city. Um, a lot of people like to go out and drink. I'm not saying you have to drink, but let's say you go out and you start talking to somebody and you guys are starting vibe and you you know ask for their Instagram. I was like, yeah, sure. One of the ways to really break the ice and to have that person be your friend, because it feels weird. It feels almost like you're panhandling when you ask somebody like, hey, do you want to be my friend? Like, it just feels like, I don't want to do that. And we also don't want to face rejection. So many, so much of what we do in life is minimizing rejection. And so how do we overcome that hump and maybe turn a stranger into a friend? Well, one of the easiest things, you know, pieces of advice that I'll give here is to send a meme. You see something that comes up on your feed that you think is funny, interesting, reminds you of a conversation that you did have with that person, send it over. You know, send two or three memes and then leave it there. See if whether they react to it, they send a message back, and lo and behold, they're going to start sending memes too. This is a funny trend that I've noticed with friendships in the modern era where it's really through memes. It's through just content, if you're able to share content, because all of it is about having a shared experience. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. So remember, social media is about being social. Don't just mindlessly scroll. If you're starting to feel like life is starting to crash down on you, you're drowning, be social. Use these to your benefit. Create a Facebook group around an activity that you find interesting. And remember, people appreciate novelty. So if you're able to provide them a novel experience, then those emotions that get generated from that shared experience will then be associated and transferred onto you. That's why they, you know, common advice that you'll see for like a first date is going to a roller coaster because that excitement, that feeling of excitement then gets associated to you and that was a shared experience. You know, a lot of times people say the movies aren't like a good first date experience. And I would agree with that to an extent. But let's say you're watching a scary movie. Now you're having this influx of, of stress and like the, being on the edge of your seat. It's These are positive 
emotions because it's in a controlled in it's in a controlled environment. So that feeling of stress and fear is actually fun because you're both sharing it, right? And so that's what it's all about is creating shared experiences and being social. So do not isolate. That's the last thing that you should ever do. The moment you start getting in your head and you feel like you don't know what's going on in life, go meet people. Go out and explore the world. What's going on? Where are people congregating? Go talk to old people. Old people are amazing in the sense that they have so much wisdom to share. They've lived life. You know, they might be two, three, four times older than you. Talk to them. I'm sure their grandkids aren't even having conversations with them. So you can go in there and if you have a new skill that you're developing, if you are a musician, you are wanting to practice stand-up comedy, you are a poet, you're a writer, you're an artist, whatever it is, here is a group of people that will show you support. They're going to appreciate the effort that you're putting forth into trying to establish a connection with them. And so not only are you able to develop a new skill in front of an audience and get live feedback, but it's going to be positive. And they're going to be grateful for just your aura of you just being in the same vicinity of them. And then now you have new friends. And those people may end up becoming a mentor. Who knows? You know, the 80-year-old person in the old folks' home, it's not like they're not doing shit. They might have, have lived a super interesting life. And so why do old folk homes even exist, right? Well, before kind of going into the medical aspect of it, these are people who have been isolated because once we start getting into the older ages of people, then the friends start naturally dwindling because life, you know, they die, people move, they have their own family, they get so caught up in life where their friends start dwindling themselves too. So what's an easy way to be around a lot of people? Being an old folks home. So these are people who are naturally more skewed towards the social experience. So if you don't want to go out to a bar, um, Go to an old folks home. Go to a coffee place. Go to a, it doesn't have to be a Starbucks, but you can go to any, let's just say it's like a more local coffee place. Go there at the same time every day and just sit there. Make small talk with the workers there. They'll start to know you. You'll start to be a regular. And then from there, this is now kind of your spot where you hang out at. And then other people who you see sitting down, open up a laptop, it now makes more sense to have that conversation because you're having a shared experience. This is a coffee shop you both frequently visit. Hey, I'm here every day at 6 p.m. to get this. And I see you're there too. What's your, what's your favorite drink to get here? I usually get this. Now you're having a conversation. One of the best pieces of advice that I got when talking to new people is I did acting at the University of Washington. And one of the acting professors said that, we, you know, we were kind of doing some like improv scenes. And he said to assume you 
like when in the improv situation, because when you're meeting somebody new, it's improv. You don't have written material. You're going there on the fly. You're reacting to exactly what they give you. And so when we would do some of these acting exercises, these improv routines to kind of get in the zone of whatever it is that we were going to practice that day, one of the pieces of advice that he would give would, would be assume you already know the other person. When you assume you already know the other person, the conversation becomes much more natural because what people tend to do is when they're meeting a new person, you know, it becomes like a job interview. Hey, how are you? What is your name? What do you do for a living? It's very binary. You're kind of just going down a list and it's not interesting. You're not standing out to that person. But if you go into it, assuming you already know that person and you just try to have a more genuine conversation, you're already breaking past the surface and you're asking, you know, a genuine question in that moment. Right then and there, they'll look at you and furrow your brow. They'll probably be like, wait, do I know you? And that's what it takes to make a friend is to feel that level of familiarity that you're resonating at a similar frequency. Have you ever gone into a room and you just feel the energy and you're like, I don't, I don't like this. This isn't for me. That's what it is. We're beings of energy. We literally have all of these cells that are moving on at a certain frequency and we're vibrating. And so I've been seeing the word aura become more and more frequently thrown out on social media. And I actually like that because that's so true. We all do have an aura. And so the moment you're able to speak to somebody as if you already know them, it's like your auras are starting to become in sync. And the conversation is much more natural and fluid. And so the key, the key is to... And what people do wrong is they try to invite people into their world because they want control. They, they want it to be based on the parameters that they set. But really, one of the best things that my business communication professor told me at the University of Washington, he said, when you're having a conversation, think about it like this. You live in a house, okay? Your house is your head. Right. Imagine your your frame of reference to be a house. Everything in there is is set specifically the way you put it. It's the way you think. It's the way you feel. It is your frames. OK. And so when we go out and have a conversation with somebody, it's not about grabbing them by the wrist and shoving them into our house. No, no, no. No one wants that. And it's not about just willingly going into another person's house and abiding by their rules. Having a real true conversation is when you agree, hey, I'm going to step out of my house as long as you step out of your house. And the moment we both step out of each other's houses, let's get some hammers and nails and let's start building a shared house. And that's what it come back to of what I'm saying with the shared experiences. That's what it's all about is something shared. You know, when you go through something shitty with somebody, you're going to feel a, a deeper bond and connection with that person. So I'm not saying that in order to meet new people, you have to go through something shitty, but doing something hard together, you know, you're like, Hey, this may sound crazy. Let's do a half marathon together. I've always wanted to do one. I see you at the gym running. Let's do it. You know, at that point too, 
you're going to be able to learn a lot about that other person. Because ultimately, when it comes to reading people, one of the most important factors to understand is their risk tolerance. Are they low, medium, or high? And so if you are throwing that out there and you're talking to a stranger, that already kind of exemplifies that you're lower in risk tolerance because that's something that not a lot of people would do. They're not going to put themselves out there. And so if you get somebody to say, yeah, that's crazy, but I like that, you're already attracting somebody who's more like yourself. And so the people that end up saying, no, I don't know you, leave me alone, I'm not going to do a half marathon, why the fuck are you even talking to me? Hey, yo, I got my camera set up. You're going to get canceled. You know, that whole thing of like people setting up cameras in the gym and like this guy staring at me, you know, that type. I've been seeing that become a trend more and more. But um, it's actually a great filter because you find the people that you want and you get to stay away from the people that you don't want to be around. So create shared experiences. Assume you already know the other person and get out of your frame of reference and build a new frame. Another way that I like to look at having conversations with people is like, imagine we're all artists and every day we're essentially carrying around a canvas that's on our chest and we're kind of just broadcasting this piece of art to the world. And so instead of going up to somebody and being like, hey, do you like my art? Let's talk about my art and go from there. You know, that's not very like the everyone's favorite subject to talk about is themselves. And so in order to not only share who you are, but to get the other person talking as well is imagine the canvas that's on your chest that you're carrying around is blank. It's a blank slate. And the best conversations are when you say, hey, here's a blank canvas. Let's paint this together. Let's do a collab piece. I don't know what it's going to end up looking like. I have no central theme of what I'm going for, but I'm going to paint something and then you paint something and then we just keep going back and forth until we both agree that we have painted something beautiful. To me, that's what having a true conversation is all about. And we need to extend our current network of people and bring in new folks Um, because people are great. People represent opportunities too. And it's not like you need to think about people in terms of, oh, what can you do for me? But they can do something for you just as much as you can do something for them. You know, there's a quote by Kanye that actually comes to my mind. It's sort of relevant. Let's see if we can connect it. And he talks about how, He actually appreciates people who say that, who try to use him because he says in life, if you can't be used, you're useless. So if someone's trying to use you, that means that you provide value and they want to use that. And so we need to then create a good, you know, parameter and good sensor for picking up when somebody is not going to reciprocate the value that we provide to them, right? We're not going to just be amazing people to to people who don't give a fuck about you. If you start having friends that start not returning your phone calls, not text, then you can, my advice would be this, is to acknowledge the situation, address it, by going up to them 
calling them and then asking them why. You know, it's like the world becomes much easier was when you live through frameworks. And this is the three A's. Address or acknowledge, address, ask. And so when you find yourself in certain situations that arise, like, what do I do in this situation? I don't know what to do. It's like, all right, we'll think about it in terms of the framework. Acknowledge that there has been something off with the friendship. Address it based on the perspective that you bring and how you see it. And then ask a question of like, is this something that you want to continue? Because think about it too. Friendships are supposed to be simple. Like I said in the beginning, relationships are hard. Family's hard. But friendships are supposed to be easy. It's the fun part. And so the moment a friendship starts getting complicated, maybe that's a sign that that shouldn't be your friend. And that's the thing too. Not all of your friends need to be permanent in your life. You know, they came in for a certain stint of time. It's like a like a sitcom. You know, it's like, oh, I like that character. But that character's not here on this season. It's just a new season. And so there's going to be new people. And that's totally okay. And that just makes me think about a quote by Nikola Tesla. And it's relevant to having conversations with people and getting out there. And here's what the quote. He says, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So yes, we could go down the more, you know, scientific route and extrapolate that quote into thinking about, you know, the universe and astronomy and and physics, but I want to use this quote in a more practical human level sense where you can find who you are, you know, like the mountains of Delphi, where in ancient Greece, one of the biggest essential, like their self-help, you know, right now there's a lot of self-help gurus out online. If they're helping you, great. But one of their biggest pieces of advice was know thyself. That's what they said. If you're here on earth and you want advice on what to do in the world, then you need to know thyself. And so, the reason why I bring up this quote by Tesla is because one of the ways that you can know thyself is through thinking in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration in, in, in regards to people. The people that you surround yourself with, you know, we have all heard that, you know, you become the average of the five people you spend time with. Okay, well, who are you really spending time with? The majority of people are working traditional nine to five jobs. So the people you're surrounded by are coworkers and they may not be your friends, but you're around them. You're being influenced by them. And then you go back home and you either, you know, live with, you know, your significant other, family, couple friends. And then who else are you spending time with? You know, when we really break it down, once you start reaching a certain age, your time spent with friends starts to dwindle because we get so caught up in, you know, the rat race and making more money. But true wealth is relationships. And so think about your life in terms of like in terms of a council where imagine there's 12 people appointed on that council. We should be interacting with those people every week. It doesn't have to be every day, but like every week. Have a conversation with them. Call them on the phone. So much of stuff is just through text. I like phone calls. I like putting somebody on the spot. I want to hear their voice. If I have somebody send me a bunch of texts, I'm going to give you a call. 
because I'd much rather have a human to human level conversation where you can hear my tone. You can hear the trance. I can transfer energy to you better on the phone than I can over text. So let's make friends. Let's be social. Do not isolate. If life is being really difficult right now and you don't know what to do, go meet new people. Go be creative. Go do things. Stay busy. Sign up for an, you know, uh, go learn how to knit. You know, go join a new, go learn archery. Go learn glass blowing. Isaac, these things cost money. I don't have any money. Okay, well, go on Facebook. Look at Facebook groups. This is a tool. It's social media. Be social. You can create your own Facebook groups. And each person that you join on there, tell them, hey, you know, invite two people. Let's get this thing to grow. You are in control. We can create all these different narratives in our head for why the world is slipping through our fingers and why we don't know what to do. But you are in the driver's seat and you're responsible for everything. Take ownership. Take extreme ownership of what's going on. He said, I don't know what the fuck is going on in my head. I feel lost. I feel confused. Go out there. Problem solve. Go talk to old people. Go get advice from people that you don't know. DM them online. Send a message. The people who are going to respond, they're going to be more like you because their risk tolerance is going to be lower. They're responding to a stranger on the Internet. And you're messaging a stranger on the Internet. So that's already a good origin story for friends. So I think that's really all I want to say is have shared experiences and invite somebody to share the world. It's not about entering. It's not about grabbing somebody by the hand and saying, hey, come join my world. Hey, here's here's what I'm doing. Hey, hey, look at me is put the attention on the other person. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, they want to be liked by other people. And so they talk about themselves and they boast about what they do. And in reality, that's how I become an incredibly unlikable person. And so when you take it at face value, you'd be like, wait, I'm, I'm talking about me. Why don't they like me? Well, that's the problem. You're talking about you. Talk about them. The best people to be around are the ones where you feel better after talking to them. And that's because they transferred some positive energy onto you because they were probably showing genuine interest in your life. They were asking questions. They were making you laugh. And I think comedy, too, is such a powerful tool. If you are able to make people laugh, you will have friends everywhere you go. You can be stranded on an island alone. And if you can make people laugh, you are going to have friends. Because really what you're doing, laughter is involuntary. You can't force somebody to laugh. It's it's involuntary action that happens. And when they laugh, you laugh. And so guess what's happening? You're having a shared experience. So everything of what we should do when it comes to meeting new people and trying to get outside of the current rut that we're experiencing is to share the world with somebody. And so one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever received was that I said, Isaac, if you ever feel alone in this world, go out and find somebody that feels the exact same way and convince them they're not alone. In that, in that pursuit, you will feel a sense of purpose. And so life is complicated. Not everybody will have all the answers. But if you think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration in regards to people, like if you apply 
that quote to people because it's about finding the secrets of the universe and you are the universe. So if you want to find the secrets to who you are and know thyself, think about the energy, frequency and vibration of the people around you. And if you find that something needs to be changed, then change it because you are in control. You can make it happen, but do not isolate. Get out into the world and explore Face your fears, and that is the only way that you'll ever grow. And so with that being said, this has been the Searching for Something podcast. Thank you so much for listening up until this point. If you've gotten this far, then please follow me on Twitter, now called X, at Isaac Avena. I like to tweet a lot of the things that I talk about here in kind of short form and a lot of other comedy-related posts. So it's one way to kind of keep up with the podcast without directly, you know, waiting for the next episode. So I appreciate your time and I'm going to ask you of one thing and it's to make a new friend this week. If you listen to this all the way to this point, go make a new friend and tell me how the experience went. Okay. Thank you.